Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Cool. It is great to see you this morning. Well, in our current series, we're looking at the, uh, the, the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. And uh, Lisa spoke that uh, love is the hallmark of heaven and Jesus put his hallmark on you uh, and that a requirement of loving God is to love others. And you know, like just as I was thinking of like, what do, like, what do I share? What do I want to say about uh, the great commandment off the back of what Lisa shared? And I just thought like, it, the, it tells us, to love God with all our heart and with all our mind. I was like, well, how do we do that? How do we love God? How do we love God? Like, especially when, like, sometimes it feels that, and let's be honest, we all have our own doubts. We'd be lying if we didn't have moments where we're just drawn into doubt of, like, it's like, is this real? Like, am I really here? Is is life real? (laughs) Like, like kind of pinch ourselves, like, I'm like, what is this? What is this faith walk that I'm walking like? Especially when we're going through something really difficult or some asking ourselves lots of questions. It's kind of like, like what? Like, is this, like, is this real? And like, how do I speak to a God that maybe sometimes feels so distant or so far away? So I kind of want to just unpack that. How do we love God? How do we speak with God? And uh, the key verse that we're looking at over this series and, and for this morning is Matthew twenty two, thirty six to 40. It says this, Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. You know, the point is this, wherever I am in my walk with God, maybe you sat there and you think, oh, I don't actually believe in God. Uh, I've just come because it's... I, I, I want to be part of this congregation. I'm still asking lots of questions. I've still not made up my mind of where I am in my faith journey. Maybe you're sat there and you've spent years and years walking with God and, and you've, you've got some years in conversating with God and Jesus, right? Uh, but like, how do we continue to love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, especially when we've walked through some serious things and some really difficult things. How do we look, how do we, number one, how do we love God? Number two, how do we continue to love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind? You know, because it's, it's like our wiring is like, isn't it? It's like, if it only needs to tip us off it a little bit of balance, uh, that our, our human wiring is, is, is so easily drawn into this merit-based belief where uh, if we believe just a little bit more, God might do this. And I still find myself praying these prayers. I'm just like, well, God, if, if I do this, will you do that? 
And if I do this, I might see God do that. And like, I still pray those prayers, everybody. Like, I still find myself like, oh, what am I doing, God? Uh, just, just in case, just in case. But it's like, it just takes a tip off our balance that we re- are wiring resources back to that. If I can make myself right before God, he might do this. He might want to have a relationship with me. He might tip things in my favour if I do this. But we forget the power of Jesus in our life. We forget that there is that it is already paid for, it is already done. And it is just an alignment of my mind and my heart and my soul into where it needs to be. But we still come with a list of our needs and our wants, don't we, right? We still come in with this is this is a need right now. And it's great that I have this, but this is a need in this moment right now that this is something I need God to pull, pull through, pull me through into this. How do we love God with all our heart? You know, quite simply, it's, I mean, I'd, I've probably got 20 minutes. I could probably sum this up in two minutes. We love God by being in relationship with God, right? We love God. And how do we do that? We love God by being in prayer and having a life filled with prayer it's the way we get into the soul of God into the heart of God that we're people of prayer and as we pray something supernatural something miraculous happens and I touched on this last week I think it's just been something stirring in me like how do we get into these foundations of like if I can simply nail like a prayer life that is just consistent and in conversation with God like how much more can I then record kind of how God has done some incredible things how God has done this in my life how God has done this and and we I was just sharing last uh, last week that we're coming up to 10 years almost and like how incredible on this journey and we so easily forget all those moments and those miraculous and the things that God has done in this in one church podsmead in this community we just walk and step out our faith don't we but so easily we forget these momentous moments of where God came through and God has pulled through but it's our prayers that make a difference it's our prayers that draw us into the heart of God to draw us into the mind of God you know it says this in Matthew chapter 26 40 to 41 then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour that's how I imagine Sounded more like a Roman soldier than Jesus, didn't it? (laughs) He asked Peter, watch and pray. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, this is what I love about Matthew as well. That It just gives us like a bedrock and a foundation of like, what is it that we need to stand on in our faith? What is it that we need to learn from the life of Jesus to use as kind of a foundation to stand on? And Jesus gives us this reference for prayer. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Look what is happening. Be alert to what is going on in our life. Be alert to to the lives around us that we need to pray over, we need to speak over, we need to prophesy over. Watch and pray.
You know, the purpose of prayer is to be with Jesus. And, and when we're spending time with Jesus, we enter into his soul, into his heart, which is infinite. And it transforms us from the inside out. We love God by, by being with God, simply. We, we love God by allowing God into our hearts and allowing our, our hearts and our minds to be transformed. And that only starts to come about by, by being close to somebody, by being with somebody. We find ourselves changing, don't we, from the inside out. And it's, it's actually nothing that I can put in place to change myself, but... I've just got to step closer to Jesus. I've got to lean closer. And that transforms me. It transforms God. The Holy Spirit starts to do a work in me. It starts to do something within me that rises out and that it draws that, the, the God bit out of me that it's God is on show and not, not Liam and not my, not, not my will but God's will within me because I've drawn close to him. We love God by being close to God. You know, Jesus makes it really clear and, and really simple, if Laura, is that loving God requires our, our heart, our soul, and our mind. You know, loving God with, with uh, my heart, my soul, my emotions and affections is how I love God. Through my desires and my decisions, my soul and my mind my desires and my decisions. The problem I'm faced with, I don't know about you, is that uh, you may have recognised it already, I'm quite easily distracted. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot for my focus to be switched. It doesn't take a lot for my mind to start wondering, think, oh, maybe I'll say this instead, or I'll tell this story. And then I think... <laughs> Well, what was the point? What was I telling them? It was a great story, but like, what was I trying to, what was the point of that? Um, I'm easily distracted, and it's like that in my faith walk. I'm so easily distracted by all these shiny things in church and shiny things in my life. I'm also quite self-centered. I don't know about you, but it's a, it draws, it's always constantly drawing in on myself. And I'm still learning who it is that I'm loving. I'm still learning who, who God is and what, what he means in my life. I'm still learning how to love. I'm still learning who I'm loving. And the best way that I've found to learn to love God is, is through prayer. It's through devotion. Because it, it creates a connection it's a, it's a simple connection point of my every day to the heart of God. And I can stand here before you. And as my mouth is moving and there's words coming out of my mouth, I can still be in connection with God. I can be in communication with God, saying, God, speak through me. God, help me. Give me the words that I need to speak into these, these people. That's the connection point. That within all the chaos of life, within whatever conversation we're having in church or out on the street or in our workplace or in college or school, wherever the situation, there's a connection point to the heart of God to speak life, to speak love, to equip me and give me the, the power that I need to, to speak into every situation. You know, imagine... Um, 
Imagine going back, like, how long have we been married now, Lisa? 11 years? <laughs> 11 years, 11 years. Imagine, like, going back, if I, if I, when I met Lisa and I thought, I really like Lisa, like, what's my next step? I'm going to marry her. I think she could add, add, I like the way she looks. I think having her in my life would add to it lots. Would you agree, Lisa? She's not sure. She's not sure if she's added into my... Um, but at that point of when we think, I'm in a relationship with somebody, uh, is this something that we can spend our entire lives together? I made a vow to Lisa to say, can we spend... Do you want to spend the rest of your life with me up a foggy hill in Cornwall and Lorraine? <laughs> you know, they call me Mr. Romance, you know? <laughs> I know how to pull out the romance. We've been in the fog ever since. It was a prophetic message. <laughs> but I, I made a commitment and I made a vow that, like, actually, I, we can be better together. We can add value to one another. We, we're in relationship with one another. With that vow came what? It didn't just come an agreement. It, but, it, like, I made... A covenant with Lisa I didn't just make a contract and then by the government saw that we were married and then I just went all right I'm off now like I'm just off with my life I made a covenant that we were going to commit to one another together you know sadly there are people that do get married and live separate lives that is that I, I know lots of people but like the covenant is I made a covenant with Lisa that our lives are now joined so we do life together we walk through life together. We, we commit to one another. It was more than just an agreement. It was more than just a contract. It was a covenant with one another. That I could step into Lisa's life and, and know, know her heart and mind. Know like what, she, what she likes doing. What she orders in a restaurant. What she doesn't like doing. <laughs> it's a big list. It's a big, 11 years in it is a big list. <laughs> but like, the question is, how, how often are we living as though we're in a contract with God instead of a relationship with God? How often have we, we've made this contract now and now I'm off to live my life however I please. And then I'm reminded like, oh, I'm in a covenant relationship. Like if I just, if we were just, committed to one another and say this is the contract and then I'm off I, I wouldn't know what how Lisa works I she could be off and deciding on different things I wouldn't know I wouldn't know her I wouldn't know what makes her happy what makes her sad what what drives her what what she what drives her in life what do, what she likes to eat how she likes her coffee what kind of tea she likes all the important things. Tea, coffee, how you make it. That's, that's all you need to know. <laughs> but Jesus modelled this to us well, didn't he? He said he would often take himself off to be one-on-one -on -one with the Father. To be one-on-one -on -one with the Father. And in the same way, like, I know Lisa because I've spent time with her. I've committed to her to understand and commit to that relationship. And Jesus asked this question 
and this and he answered like he's well so so how did jesus pray that but then he, he answered us in that he taught us a model of connection he answered the question of how like what well, how do we pray how do we love god with all our heart with all our mind with all our soul and jesus tells the disciples this is the way through connection this is how you should pray through the lord's prayer and you know i don't know like i grew up praying the lord's prayer in primary school and uh you get used to rattling it off don't you and like singing um what was i i i can't <laughs> i ran i don't know do you randomly wake up i randomly woke up with a primary school do you know like i went to church of england school so you sung like funny hymns and i can't remember it now but like da -da 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 -da, and you sing all these primary school hymns clap together and like the like absolute bangers aren't they and like everybody gets everybody going and then you go and do like maths or like go and play pogs pogs anybody remember? I've, I've taken a tangent let's come back to the lord's prayer but you you go through you you practice the lord's prayer you really often it becomes part of your just your the assembly thing that you rattle off and i can say it but i'm not actually connecting my heart and my mind to the words that i'm saying but jesus says this is how you should pray this is how you should pray and just like there are other people in in maybe different faiths or even within the christian faith that use praying as this just a constant it's just a repetitive thing that we say it as because we can say it it is done because we've said those words we've just gone through the actions we've gone through the motions i can spin a prayer wheel and it means i've done all my prayers to god and that's everything covered that's not how jesus says approach prayer he says this is how you should approach prayer through the lord's prayer and that is this is the model that when we pray our mind is renewed and and kingdom decisions are made we move our intellect to align with the mind of christ our heart becomes one with christ not because I've just gone through some words that I've, I've learnt to speak repetitively over and over or I've, I've span a prayer wheel or whatever, but it's because my heart and my mind are connecting to the infinite love of Christ in my life. Our soul desires him above anything else. And the model we start with is this. It starts with praise. Our Father in heaven our father in heaven it, it acknowledges our position and his position it, it starts with recognizing that he is my god and he is my father he is my father god you know it says this in psalm 103 verse 13 it says as a father has compassion on his children so the lord has compassion on those who fear him and you know in the original hebrew text the word compassion is is, is means a deep emotional connection so the verse is saying as the father has a deep emotional connection to his children this is the connection that we're desiring. If we can acknowledge and recognize that our Father God is a Father that loves us and has a deep emotional connection to us and desires a deep emotional connection between 
myself and God, then we position ourselves, we recognise ourselves that our Father who art in heaven, I have a connection to heaven in that moment. I've got a connection to heaven in that moment. And you know, maybe we... we Maybe you've had a great upbringing and you've had a fantastic father. Maybe you've grown up without a father in this earthly life, but this Psalm 103 tells us this. God, our Father in heaven, wants a deep emotional connection to every single one of us, every single person in this community, in this city, in this nation, in this world. God wants a deep emotional connection with us. Jesus continues to say, pray like this. Holy is your name. We're recognizing his power and our power. He's a holy God who has had mercy on us and made us holy. You know, our life and thoughts can feel so out of control sometimes, can't they? Like, it only takes something, like I was saying earlier, it only takes a little something to knock us off our, our wiring. Our, like it just takes a moment to knock us off our focus. But the mercy of Jesus brings our thoughts under control when, de- when we declare holy, holy is his name. He says, pray this, the kingdom of God. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the kingdom. We're declaring his purpose and our purpose. It's his, not mine. It is his will, not mine. As we pray your kingdom, your kingdom. You know, prayer from the heart brings true focus for us. It switches our focus to to what he's focusing on. It's, it's you know, when when my will crosses God's will, we lay it down before him and we say, we declare that your will be done in my life. Your will be done. That there isn't a lot I can do with my own thinking and my own will. But as I bring it to the foot of the cross, as I bring it to you, Jesus, I lay it all down and say, your kingdom be at work in my life, not my kingdom at work in my life. Easily said than done, right? It's easy for me to say that over a microphone on a Sunday morning. Wednesday afternoon when I'm ready to tear people's hair out and I've had enough of my job and like like your will be done how do I love others God how do I see a a way through this God your will not mine be done I discover his purpose which is his kingdom and everyday things now become full of purpose. Jesus reminds us, teaches us to pray, repentance, forgive me of my sin. Lisa was talking about keeping short accounts and uh, learning to wear gloves when we're picking up hedgehogs, right? That's what Lisa spoke about, is that we need to learn to put boundaries in place. <laughs> James and Adam, was on holiday, like, what was Lisa talking about? How do we make space in our lives to love and forgive others? To love and forgive others, but to love and forgive ourselves as well. Draw us to true repentance. Forgive me of my sin, God. Forgive me of my sin that I carry every single day, but it is, it is already paid for. 
It is already paid for. It is, it is on the cross. And it is done. But forgiveness needs to be released within us, right? It needs to be released within the church. You know, we need holiness in the church. We're called to be holy. But what's the path to holiness? It's through forgiveness. You know, and, and holiness, I think going back to like our own merit-based thing, holiness isn't whether we smoke, drink or swear. It's, it's, it's how unforgiven we are or how forgiven we are. Holiness is how unforgiven we are or how forgiven we are because of the power of Jesus within my life. If I've got Jesus at work within my life, I'm, and I'm working in forgiveness, I'm on the path to holiness. I'm on the path to being holy and standing before God and saying, it's all about you, God. You're worthy, you're holy. You know, if we're constantly rehearsing our sin or bringing it up, when we're not truly experiencing the heart of God that he wants, this deep emotional connection with us. It says this, lead us not into temptation. His boundaries and my boundaries. Keep redirecting me towards his lordship and my transformation. You know, God is faithful in, in, in your trial, in my trial. Jesus, he says, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. You know, so I, whenever I'm going through a trial, I don't need to hang on with every last bit of grip that I have to try and see me through this trial. But if I release my will into his love for me, that's all I need. That is all I need. He's his way, not my way. And he will come in again and his kingdom will never end. He will come again and his kingdom will never end. Yeah. You know, we're called to a life of prayer. How do we love God? We love God by being with God, finding time in our day just to be with him. And as we do that, our hearts and minds are transformed and we see the supernatural and miraculous in the mundane and you know, I think, like, I'm not saying that just because, like, if you're thinking, oh, well, I've got several hours under my belt of prayer already. Uh, or, like, oh, I actually forgot to pray. I'm actually in church and I forgot to pray. Like, I don't mean that to bring any judgment or uh, self-appraisal. But I mean it as, like, Jesus desires a deep connection with every single one of you. No matter how you feel about yourself, how if you felt like you failed already this morning or you feel like you're doing a good job, like you're perfect in him, you're made whole in him, and he desires a deep connection with you. How do we do that? We do it like we love one another, we speak to him, we spend time with him, we get to know him, we acknowledge him. And, you know, I think church can, has made, like, maybe mistakes in this, you know. It's so easily we create distractions yeah. within how church 
I think every church does it. We create distractions and we, we're trying to bring people in and we're trying to stand with one another and support one another. And, and it, this is great. This is fantastic, right? This is amazing. But like, if it's a distraction to the fundamental of what we need of a relationship with God, which is prayer and it is understanding his word. And they're the foundations. Prayer and his word that speaks into our lives. It's, it's what transforms us. It's, what, it's that connection that brings us out. And if, if, all, the, if all these lights and all this great worship and, and me being able to have the opportunity to speak to you and um, chatting over breakfast is a conduit to that and it, it spurs us on and it pushes us on and it encourages us and it, and it brings us into a focal point but it's got to lead us to a foundation of prayer in our life it's got to lead us to, to hold in dearly to his word that has the power to transform our hearts and minds from the inside out and like that's my that's my desire for myself I need to be in it so much more so that I, I can love him more I, I can understand who it is that I'm loving that I'm called to love so deeply and you know I think we could do if we if, if us as a church and we are like the leadership team here committed to this and it's not it doesn't sound all glitzy or glamorous or attractive, but if, if we as a congregation and a church can commit to the routine obedience of Jesus Christ, the routine obedience of, I'm gonna commit to pray daily. I'm gonna commit to spending a portion of my time to be in the presence of God and we can commit to that together and I believe we will see miracle upon miracle upon miracle life after life after life transformed because we've learned the art of mundane obedience it doesn't sound attractive it doesn't sound hey guys let's come to church we've got this we've got like a hog roast and we've got choirs and we've got all this going on it's like let's come to church and practice being in the mundane let's just practice being in the presence let's just pray daily let's just as I wake up I'm going to open my Bible and I'm going to find that connection point between God it sounds really simple it sounds really mundane because it's a daily thing that I repeat over and over but we know in the Bible God calls people to great things he also calls people to do really weird things of sit and do nothing for three years I can't remember who it was was it Elijah Elijah like he called yeah sit and do nothing for three years sit and wait for me that sounds very mundane it sounds very boring it sounds like how do I invite my friends to church when we've committed God's told us do nothing for three years we're going to sit and do nothing guys <laughs> but it's, it's not about what we can create it's about how we find that deep connection and if God is telling us to sit and do nothing 
and we act in obedience to that, we will fully believe that God is going to do something miraculous through that rather than trying to think of all these different ways, which are great. I'm not kind of like saying everything that we've done over the last 10 years (laughs) as being rubbish, but I'm saying it is from a foundation point of this is the foundation, this is what we stand on in mundane obedience of walking out my faith, the mundane. I'm going to spend some time reading the Bible. I don't know what I'm going to get out of it, but I know that God wants to transform my heart and my mind. I'm going to sit here and listen to some worship music and pray. I don't know what that's going to do for my life. That's not going to increase my salary. That's not going to create all these extra things that we need to happen. But I know that as my heart and my mind connect to the will of God, God is is already at work on all those things that are not up to me to do. I am transformed so that God can work through me. Hey, why don't you bow your head? Why don't you respond with the Lord's Prayer this morning? Our Father in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are all yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. What an amazing word, huh? And then right at the end, he goes here's a challenge for us all (laughs) so let's sit with that let's respond respond to that this week I think like um, that I've read his notes and that wasn't in his notes and so we've got to let the the prophetic leadership gift in Liam challenge us challenge the leadership team to go okay God's speaking because Liam's not that good awesome uh, we're going to change tact slightly. Um, so uh, it's Baptism Sunday. Very exciting. So why don't you, and the kids are going to join us for this part as well. There's some empty seats here for them to sit on if that helps um, as well. But uh, why don't you put your hands together for Ian, everybody. Awesome, awesome. Let's give a round of applause to the kids as well. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so it is Baptism Sunday for us. Um, we're, we didn't want to risk flooding the Ramblers. So uh, baptism is going to take place at our house. If you got here today and you're like, uh, May is booing that. Uh, if you uh, want to join us for that we'll give you the details after this Uh, but I just want to explain what baptism is about and you'll see that on Ian's t-shirt so you get a free t-shirt when you get baptised that's not a good enough reason to get baptised but it is a perk Uh, it says made new Uh, how many of you know that when you find Jesus when you choose to uh, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord guess what 
You are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old is gone and the new has come. And um, that's what we're going to celebrate um, this morning. In a second, I'm going to get Ian uh, just to tell a bit of his story of why he's getting baptised today. You're covered in stickers. But it says this in, in Romans 6, because water baptism is a bit of a strange one. Uh, but it's kind of like, um, it, it, it's like a, 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 an act of something that's happened on the inside. So it's an outward declaration of an inward decision. And it says this in Romans 6 verse 4, it says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we may too may live a new life. For if we've been united with Him in a death like His, we will certainly also be united with Him in a resurrection like His. You see, when we, later on, when we dunk Ian into the water, what we're doing is we're saying, we're going to dunk you under the water as an act of just as Jesus died, that old self is going to be left in the grave. And as we bring you back out of the water, you will rise with Christ in His resurrection power that's already at work within you. And that is what baptism is all about. It's about us like literally showing the old has gone and the new has come. That we are united with Jesus, not just in His death, knowing that all our sin, all our mistakes, all our rubbish are left in the grave, but we're also united with Him to a life that is a life that we get to live to the full, which is awesome, isn't it? So that's what we're going to be doing uh, later on. But Ian, um, why don't you tell us, how did you get to this point of making this decision? Um, it started probably oh gosh back in 2006 when I met Rachel um, who has always been at church and with God um, and uh, yeah I we then started going to church and went to a lovely little church that was in the village where I used to work in the pub and I was there for seven odd years so I turned up and there were these people I knew and they knew me and because I was working in the pub so I was nice they liked me so it was a really comfortable place to be um, and just a nice environment to be in so we went to church we'd turn up we'd kind of be in the church do our Christian thing then go home and it was really really simple then our kids started going to OCG um, because of that young chap over there and yeah Jesse um, yeah James kind of said look our church is different to your church and it might be something that you enjoy to Joe um, Joe first went then the girls followed and then a few years later we followed them um, turned up at the back of church got there just as worship started left just as tea was being poured had the excuse of the twins that we didn't have to stay so kind of ran away um, and then Joe went to France Joe came back from France 
just as you guys have been here three years, I suppose, um, we asked him, we're going to church tomorrow, so where do you want to go, Gloucester or Podsmead? And he said, I think probably should go to Podsmead really and support James. So we turned up and it was far more awkward because we were having breakfast in there and people talked to us and they accepted the twins and it was kind of comfortable. So we, we kind of couldn't escape and just be invisible. Not that being invisible is very easy with those two. Um, so yeah, next week came, we asked Joe again, where do you want to go? He said, oh, we'll go to Gloucester this week because it's just a bit awkward. It's kind of young 20s is like slightly awkward turning up and having to talk to people. Um, so said, so cool, okay, yeah, we'll go to Gloucester. Um, and then kind of just before we went to bed, he said, I think we should go to Podsmead because I think it's tight not to. So he was really, yeah, that's, that's why we're here. Um, spent a long time kind of doing a bit more than we were at Gloucester and at uh, Woodchester where we were kind of turning up and kind of being involved with you guys and we got to spend Sunday with loads of really beautiful people um, and it was lovely and we did grow groups which got close connection and the connections just kind of grown um, and then started getting properly involved and started getting involved in the actual community and started having I started having conversations with God and with Jesus um, and and when I prayed you were saying a few couple of months ago about when you speak to the Holy Spirit say good morning and when you said that I was like is that not what everyone does it's, I, I wake up in the morning and when I start praying I say morning Jesus thank you etc and I just assumed that's what you did <laughs> um, yeah and started getting connection and spoke to people who really helped me on my walk um, yeah that yeah many many of you have have made me here today wearing this um, yeah and uh, yeah, that's kind of it, I think. Amazing. And I think that's... Oh, this one's not on. I think, um, because we had a chat in the week, didn't we? And, and what really struck me about Ian's story is this moment right now is where, like, over a series of years, it's gone from being something that was a sideline of your life to a relationship with Jesus, who you know loves you and you've truly made him lord of your life and that's an ongoing thing that we all choose every day just like Liam was saying earlier and um, we're so excited to baptise you in our freezing cold paddling pool that, that has we in because we, we've, not, we've not cleaned it out there is there's a lot of chlorine in there don't worry um, but Here's what I want you to join with us in church. We're gonna, we're gonna, when we go uh, back to baptise Ian in a second, we're gonna. Um, here's what's gonna happen, okay? We're gonna ask him a question of whether he um, chooses Jesus as his Lord and Savior and turns away from sin, 
and and by baptizing him he's recognizing that he has been made new in Christ that's the thing we're going to ask him um, and then we're going to baptize him and then we're going to gather around him and we're going to pray and we're going to prophesy over his future um, so you are welcome to join us in that that's not something the leadership team are doing that's something we do as a church community okay um, and um, and I just want to I want to let you know that we've got spare t-shirts so if anyone's heard um, Ian's story and you're like, do you know what? I need to make him Lord of my life. Well, today you can do that um, because there is no greater decision that you will make in your life than to make him Lord and Saviour of your life and start afresh and start new. And you can do that. You can join that with us today. Stay there. Don't move yet because we're going to pray for you before we properly finish. Jesus, we thank you that we get to celebrate this new creation. God, we thank you that when we say yes to you, we say yes to everything you are. And that means saying yes to your death. And it means saying yes to your resurrection. And Jesus, we thank you that in this moment, we're celebrating God, uh, this man who is choosing you with his whole life. And God, we just commit ourselves to, um, to run in this race with him, alongside him, championing him into your presence and into your purpose for his life, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that this is not um, like an ending moment, but this is a beginning moment and that we're going to see so much fruit from Ian's life as he joins us in loving you with all of his heart, all of his soul and all of his mind. And God, that um, as we are also commanded to love we are also commissioned to go and make disciples and that there will be many disciples made from this guy's choice to say yes to you we speak that out in Jesus mighty name Amen Amen, 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 Amen